So we're going to continue on in a series that we've called, Who Do You Think You Are? In this series, we're talking about our identity in Christ, who we are in Him. We said this is very important because we have an enemy who's sort of the master of identity theft. And so in order to experience the life that, that we're called to, we need to know who we really are in Him and what that means. So a couple of weeks ago, we introduced uh, the fruit of the Spirit and, and what that looks like. And we talked about our freedom in Christ. And then last week, we talked about love and how love is sort of the, the one that encompasses all of the fruit. And today, we're going to go a little deeper than we're going to talk about joy as we continue on in our discussion on the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, bad joke time, um, because I like it. There's a wash basin with a faucet on your front porch knocking on the door. Let that sink in. I know, right? Yeah, it's okay to borrow a book from the public library once in a while, but try not to overdo it. I know, all right, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> Scripture reading. Let it sink in. There you go. Very good. Galatians 5. 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Blessed be the word of the Lord. And as I said today, we're going to talk about joy. The word itself can mean happiness or gladness or uh, merriness or rejoicing, but there's so much more to it than that, and that's what we want to talk about here today. And point number one, and I hope you'll consider this point. Think about this, what I'm about to tell you. This is something I want you to think about all week. Joy is the emotion of salvation. Joy is the emotion of salvation. And I, I really want you to connect um, what it means, you know, our, our, our life in Christ with the idea of what joy really is. Peter said this in 1 Peter 1.8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So as a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit gives you this soaring delight in Christ. His beauty and His greatness just thrill your soul. And, and that's the joy that we're talking about. Now, oftentimes people confuse joy with happiness. And uh, happy, which comes from the word happenstance, which is same word as the word circumstance, um, is it, all tied to that. It's tied to our circumstances. When our circumstances are just right, we experience happiness. And, and happiness is good, but joy is better. Joy is deeper. Joy is not dependent on circumstance. Joy comes from the Lord, part of the fruit of the Spirit. And this joy that, that He develops in us allows us to uh, enjoy our relationship with Christ. It, it allows us to enjoy our relationship with His creation. It allows us to enjoy relationship with one another. And, and our circumstances then are not the forefront of everything, but the reality of our relationship with Christ now and forever sort of takes over all those things and we experience life in a, in a deeper and um, more enriching way. We, we can begin to see life really from uh, with a, th a throne room perspective, I often call it. And, and it changes things. So this, uh, this past weekend, Alice and I 
we, we went to uh, Kansas City. We were invited there to the vineyard there to uh, uh, share what had happened here over the last year. They were very helpful to us right after the storm. And the pastor there and I, um, we met about six years ago. And we're, we're very similar in a lot of ways. So we've, we've been building a relationship. And, and so they asked us to come and speak. And we got to do that. And it was fun there. The big church there and four services and lots of campuses. We had a good time sharing uh, just, you know, about the things that the Lord was doing in our lives. I bragged on all of you, and uh, so, so that was a lot of fun. Well, Monday, uh, the whole time we were there, it was raining. It's a big, big rain, just constantly, never stopped raining. Uh, and, and, yeah, Alice says it was cold. It was, it was a little nippy, that's for sure, which was okay. I experienced that's okay. But lots of rain, and we, we went through the whole weekend. Monday morning comes around. It's time to come home. And uh, we're, we're very excited. It's, you know, it's, it's time to come home. We, we, we were in Kansas, but there's no place like home. Uh, and uh, we were actually in Missouri, but that's okay. Um, we were close to Kansas. So anyway, we get on the plane, and we were out in the, out in the runway ready to go, and he guns the engines, and then he, he so we start to go, and then he pulls back off. That was really weird. And uh, he gets on the, the pilot gets on the loudspeaker about a minute later. He says, well, we were just about to go, as you know, and all of a sudden we got indications of wind shear, so we had to stop. And so that, okay, well, you don't always want to hear that, but you're glad he stopped. And he said we have to, you know, pull around and wait for a few moments. And he said we have a lot of paperwork to fill out. I just think they're probably catching their breath. And uh, he said, okay, and we went. We took off. No problem. We got to Atlanta, and everything was good. And we had a, about an hour and a half in Atlanta, and we, you know, walked around, grabbed something to eat, and we were, we were hanging out waiting. It's funny how God does things is that, so I'm in the, we're in the Atlanta airport, and one of the guys from church uh, is in the Atlanta airport, and he's, he's on our flight coming back. He's in our row. How about that? Isn't that weird? <laughs> so uh, we got to chat and talk, and, and, and so that was good. So we leave Atlanta. That's on a Monday, and we're heading towards Key West, and it's Monday afternoon. Well, Monday afternoon, that storm that just devastated the panhandle was down this way. It was really windy and rainy here. And we, uh, we're almost to Key West, and a pilot comes on, and he says, um, yeah, uh, the airport in Key West is closed because they're having 50-mile-an-hour winds, so we can't land. Uh, we're going we're gonna to fly around a little bit and see what happens, uh, but if we, uh, if we can't land, then we're going to have to go somewhere and refuel and see what happens. So we're, we're kind of chatting about that, and, you know, I, I, I just want to be home. You know, we, we, love, we, love our, we love being here. We're missing our dog, you know, all those things. And uh, been traveling all day. Just want to get home. Okay, well, what's going to happen? And, you know, I'm starting to think, well, if they have to go and refuel, maybe it'll be Miami. Because I'm thinking if we refuel, they're not putting this plane back up, heading it to a closed airport. We're, that's going to be stuck, and we could drive from there. And then I hear him talking about Fort Myers. I'm like, oh, that's five. I don't want. Anyway, you know how you can start your mind working? But at the same time, I, I, there's, a, there's a piece about it all. And all of a sudden, he gets back on, and he says, oh, there's an opening. We're going in. And he, I feel like he gunned it. Because <laughs> 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 we're coming in. It feels way hotter than normal. I know it's relative, and you can't judge those things. But when he came screaming into that runway, it was like really getting it. And it was windy. And boom. And then he had to lock up the brakes really hard. You know that feeling? Ah, so... But we're landed, and we're, okay, we're here, yay. We'll be home soon. So we get our baggage. We leave, and when we had arrived in, at the airport, um, the parking garage thing was full. Great. So, yeah, so we had to park out in one of the outer lots. 
which is the same price. I don't get it. Under, in the, anyway, so I'm glad it was there. But So we get our bags, and we're walking out. Well, the storm was there, and this rain happened. There was not a warning rain that came with it. You know those rains that are like no rain, and then all of a sudden, deluge? Boom. And we're walking, and this thing happens, and boom. And, and it's like that drenching kind of rain. We're both soaked, and it's humid rain, and clothes are all sticking to us. We, we get to the car. We're soaking wet, and we throw the bags in. I'm like, okay. And we're kind of we're chuckling a little bit at this point. All right, at least we're in, you know. And uh, I stick the key in the ignition. I turn it, and it goes click, 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 click. <laughs> no. I'm like, no, maybe I'm not hearing that right, you know. Click, click. Oh, I'm hearing it right. So well, what do we do now? And we're talking about calling. For, Let me call AAA. Well, we're still kind of, you know, it's okay. So we call AAA, and they say, oh, it's going to be an hour at the most. Then I'm like, well, you know, it's okay, rather than having family come down or whatever. And I need to get the car home. The guy um, from the tow truck, he's coming. He says, he, he pulls up, and he says, listen, there's an accident. I got to go clear, but I wanted to stop and get you real quick, but we need to do this fast. And he's running. He's literally running and he brings a charger on and sure enough, the car boom, and it starts up and, and he goes, there you go. And I thanked him and he, um, he said, oh, are you going to leave Key West? I said, yeah, we want to go home. He goes, yeah, you're not leaving. There's an accident <laughs> between. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. And that's where he's heading at. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So just want to go home. You know? So we kind of chuckled. And Alice says, well, let's go out to dinner. I said, well, that'd be great, except I can't shut the car off. <laughs> so we drove through Wendy's, and then we, we had a little frosty thing, French fry, you know, off we went. And, um, and then uh, by then the, it started to clear up, and we got out. And really we were home by, I think we were about an hour and a half, two hours later than we thought we would be, but it was all good. I just say that because we knew in the midst of it, God had us, and it wasn't things we wanted to go through, but it wasn't a big deal. But it could have been a bigger deal than it was throughout the entire day, and, uh, and, and it all worked out. So there was a joy even in the midst of things not going right because we knew, we, you know, we were okay, right? It was, it was all going to work out, and so there was a settle. So, so that's kind of some of the joy that you can experience in him. Even in things that are a little difficult, he's got us, and he's going to see that it all works out, and he's going to use things, and things are going to happen. I had a, another quick story. So when uh, a few days before we had gone, I was in Key West running some errands, and I was uh, getting ready to leave Key West, and I was on the road, and I'm in the correct lane when you're leaving, so I'm not trying to sneak in up at like every, but that's okay, that's another story. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go there, not judging anybody. I'm at peace, I'm hanging out, and I'm, I'm actually talking to Alice on the phone, it's over the radio thing, and um, we're chatting, and just tell her, you know, hey, I'm going to be home soon, and, and I look off to the left, and there's the big hotel over there, and there's four guys working, and they're carrying this couch. And, and they're up on the third floor, I think, by now. It's this huge couch, all four guys, and you can tell this has been a real hassle. There's those, those blankets are covering the railings all over the place. As I'm watching, I see them slam into one of the exit lights, and it flies off, and they're all real stressed. And I say to Alice, oh, all I want to do right now is roll down the window and go, pivot, pivot, pivot. Now, she roars because she knows what I'm talking about. Not everybody does, so I've got to get you all up to speed now. So let's run this clip, and then you'll all be up to speed as to why that's so funny. Here we go. Pivot. 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 Shut up. Shut up. 
okay, I, I don't think it's going to pivot anymore. You think? <laughs> so, I wanted to so bad, but I didn't, see? But, but that's another kind of joy, right, in, in the whole thing? But anyway, we experience this joy in our lives. Secondly, when we look beyond our circumstances, when, when we don't get trapped just in our circumstances. So, as believers... We, we live in the present, fully engaged in the present, and yet we have an eye to the future. See, we're looking to the promise of a Savior that's going to come and rescue us from the world. And, and we have joy because we can forget about the mess that we've experienced in the past, um, and, and we can hang on into His presence in the day, and we can look ahead when He returns and knowing that He's going to make everything right. On the the, the night before Jesus was crucified, he was with his disciples, and he's, he's encouraging them. And he's, what he's trying to teach them is to look beyond their current situation. And, and uh, all throughout John 16, he's preparing them for the fact that, hey, see, I'm about to go away. You're not going to be able to come with me, but I will come back for you one day. And, and he's trying to get them to understand as horrible as the events of the cross are going to be uh, and, and that they'll experience his absence, um, that they need to look past that horror and sorrow to, the, sorrow to the day when he returns to a brand new day when he'll return to be with them. John 16, 20, he says, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. See, we're all going to go through times in our lives when we face difficult situations. It could be a financial crisis. It could be an illness. It could be a loss. It could be a broken relationship. It could be a hurricane. But we can still have joy. Not pretend fake joy. You don't have to whip it up. You don't have to, you know, I, I, I'm looking at, at the effects of the hurricane up there and what those people are going through, and it so reminded me of a year ago. And, and I, would, I can tell you honestly, I hope to never go through it again the way that we did. That's my hope. But I also will tell you that through it all, somehow there was a place where I knew that God was with us and that He had us and that, that He was going to be for us, that, that we have a promise of a now and forever life. And there was a settledness that in the midst of the craziness and the busyness and the intense heat, that, that he, was, he had us. And, and that's sort of what this joy is like. James says this in James 1-2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, let me tell you, that's one of those verses you do not want to take out of context. Because if you just read that and you stop, you go like, really, James, what in the world are you talking about? But in context, it makes sense. Let me read it to you in context. Verse 2, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James says, listen, consider these things with joy because God is using it to make you stronger and to make you more settled and to bring you more peace and so that you can experience joy and that you'll continue to yield to the Holy Spirit in your life because you know that things will not always be difficult and hard. There's a time coming when there'll be no more death. There's a time coming when there'll be no more pain. There's a time coming when hurt will disappear. And there are times when we're going through the hard things when we just have to know that we can look ahead to that and know that it's coming and we take joy in that and it changes what we're going through here and now. See, thirdly, this whole idea with joy is, is you need to embrace your part 
in his story. If you've been here before, you've heard me talk about that life is found, that this is his story. He invites us to be a part of his story, but it's his story. He's the noun of the story. We're adjectives. Our lives describe who he is. That's when we find life, when we we realize we're not the center of the story, but he is. And as as part of his story, one of the amazing things he does, and we talk about this all the time, is, is the gospel, the good news, is that he, God made a way for us Even though we'd all chosen to go our own way time and time and time and time again, God made a way for us to be reconciled to Him in Christ. It's the gospel, the good news. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you've taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the message we have to hear and respond to in faith so that we can be uh, rescued from darkness and brought into God's kingdom. What's even more amazing, perhaps, than that, which is mind-boggling, is the fact that then God uses us to share that message with others. That that our mission, if you would, our our purpose is to help other people come to know Him, to experience life in its abundance. And and when when people make those changes, when you see people coming to know Christ, it, it... it's a joyous, joyous event. He's, he's, he's inviting us to partake of this whole thing with him. You know, the Apostle Paul, he went through all sorts of hard stuff, beatings and shipwrecks and, and imprisonment. Um, but he maintained his joy through it all because he knew he was doing what God had called him to do, which was to present this gospel. And he loved it when people partnered with him. He said to the Philippians in one, chapter 1, 4 and 5, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. The, the Philippians had partnered with Paul and, and, and in the presenting and the sharing of the gospel. And, and you know, your life, it's going to be used in some way. And I want to encourage you to, to partner with him full in, to, to, to live the life that he's called us to. See, my heart together is that, that we're going to share the gospel with those people who desperately need to hear it. And we're going to spend time building up people and training people in the Bible, and we're going to work together in, in, uh, in ministry and, and experience His love among us, and we're going to watch those people grow in their faith and live changed lives. And it's a joyous event. When I was in Kansas City with Fred, we were talking a lot about folks, and he would introduce me to people, and he'd say, oh, this is, this is so-and-so, and... Um, and he would just tell him how, I love that he would just, when I first met her, she had just come out of jail, and she was into drugs, and now she's one of my pastors on staff. And this is her husband, and he was an agnostic, uh, uh, and, and he didn't believe in anything, and now he's one of the pastors on my staff. And he kept going through these people, but he was just sharing their changed lives in Christ and what that meant. And they, they were getting it. And all I could think about was here, how many people, including us, are so changed by the gospel? And how over the 30-some years now we've been doing this, to see the amount of people whose lives are changed and who are living completely differently because of the impact that Jesus had on their lives and the impact their lives are having on others, that's a joyous, joyous thing.
So my prayer is today we would continue to yield to the Holy Spirit and allow the fruit to be developed in us so we can experience life and that life will impact the world around us for the kingdom. Amen.